0: Before we get started with Season 2, Episode 3 of the podcast, a quick retraction. In the last episode, Micro Episode 2.5, I stated that President Kennedy's speech to the Newspaper Association was given two years after the Eisenhower speech uh, that would have made it 1963, which is false. It was actually given in April of the same year, 1961. episode 3, season 2 of the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. It's a return of Fenrir Recovery, John and Alex, fugitive recovery agents out of Atlanta, Georgia, or better yet, bounty hunters. Uh, Really excited to sit down with these guys again, so cut to the chase. Without further ado.
1: We always have a good time uh, being on podcast, and if you sat in the car with us for 15 hours, whatever our work days are, it's essentially a podcast going on. We don't even listen yeah. to radio for a We're just talking about defendants and the human condition and always trying to figure things out. And I'm like, people would probably like to listen to this.
2: Yeah. You know, people
1: who don't have a glimpse into that weird world that we occupy. And uh, we've been reached out to by the guys at Skillset. They have that, uh, they have that skill set network of podcasts. And they're like, hey, we want you to be part of it, so nice. we're gonna do it. You know, it, it gives us a little of incentive because the one thing we don't have, I mean, Alex can learn anything, and we can come up with content, but the thing we don't have is is time to do any post pro and all the bullshit that goes into this thing. <laughs> so they're gonna handle it for us.
2: Yeah,
0: nice. Fuck yeah. You just kind of give them the pieces, and they can run with it and put it together and edit for you, and then launch it. Yeah, yeah. they're
3: gonna manage like the RSS feed and all of that, so less for me to do. Yeah. I already have work to do as it is.
0: I'm <laughs> yeah. uh, tracing yeah. all the time.
1: <laughs> that's all. That's all we do is freaking work, man. It's uh, that's the one thing. Alex does 99% of anything that involves a battery or a cord or a cable <laughs> or a kind of digital thing. I mean, I'll talk to people on the phone and yell at them, but other than that, that's about the extent of most of my <laughs> investigation. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going, it's kind of an overstatement, but, but I'm certainly the uh, the uh, the op guy in the field, but she runs the S2 shop, you know? She does all the intel, most of all the intel gathering. Nice. And everything, and, and when it comes to, people bang on us daily. I get three, four DMs a day of requests more YouTube. Give us more YouTube. I'm like, motherfucker, it's free. What are you bitching about? <laughs> you know, like you're paying for the content, you know. I'm like, just watch it, you know. Don't yell at me yeah. because I'm not giving any more free shit, yeah.
2: you know. Yeah.
1: And uh, it's, we just don't have the time. Yeah. We have no. enough content no. saved up over all these billions of SD cards and everything to to have 10 seasons of television shows. But it's just, we don't have time to do it. We yeah. just don't need time. Yeah.
0: I don't think a lot of people understand how much time it takes to put together a podcast and sound editing and reaching out to people and lining up guests and getting them to follow through, which you guys are awesome about. Everybody I've had on, been, I've been extremely lucky. People say they're going to come on and they do. So knock on wood. Hopefully that, keeps, that trend keeps me I uh, <laughs>
1: uh, Like I said, we like doing it and we like you. So, well, thank um, you. <laughs> that's uh there's no problem anytime. We're all we're happy to be here.
0: Nice. What what have you guys been up to? I I can't remember the exact month it was, but I talked to you last winter sometime.
2: Yeah, that's I was thinking it was. I mean, yeah, I,
3: I think it was cold. I seem to remember cuz we were in my car and uh the, you know what it was it was winter because we were in my old car. We didn't We had not
1: totaled the car. yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well,
3: we the
1: car since then <laughs> uh just we've uh the business side of things is really good nice. uh finally four years of i'll stop bondsmen are bitches man bondsmen are <laughs> they're they're the worst to work for uh they'll try to screw you every time they'll say oh yeah you make 10 percent, right but like yeah like well, I have a forty thousand dollar bond. Would you take five hundred dollars? You're like, didn't we just say ten percent? Yeah. Or yeah, okay, okay. I'll pay. You, I'll pay it four thousand. Mm-hmm. And you go and a check is for twenty five. And you're like, what is this? Like, oh, that's right. It was supposed to be four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, they'll always, always Bullshit. pay office on Tuesday to pay you. And we've gone through four years of working for bondsmen and then not working for bondsmen because they have, they, they will get over on you. They'll get over on you and mistakenly starting off, you just get screwed and you take it because you want the work. You're like, well, they have options. You know, I, I, I'm not in a position to dig my heels in here and to dictate my terms to my boss. But now four years into it and the reputation we have that we catch everybody in a quick (laughs) time, Now, when bondsmen that we told to fuck off before, or told us to fuck off, are now calling us weekly going, hey, uh, give me a call if you can, I might have a file for you. People (laughs) from two years ago, a year ago, who we were like, if I would have seen them in a parking lot, we'd have been throwing hands. Damn. And now they are calling us back up, saying, hey, do you have room for me again? And we're like, well, yeah, but you get back on your bullshit we're going to have some problems you know right. it's we've narrowed it down we've got our uh...
3: I was going to say he he was just saying like all bondsmen are shitty and i have to say on the off chance that uh one of the ones that we work for right now happened to hear this or work got back to them the ones that we work for right now are all awesome and you know it's it's for, you know, John's saying four years and it's really cool at this point to be able to say, yeah, you know, we have a good reputation and, uh, you know, we have people who are coming to us now wanting for us to work for them. But it has been a grueling four years that has brought us here. And I mean, I think I think, you know, people see like our Instagrams or whatever. They see the cool part of the job and they have no idea how many times we have nearly quit, nearly yeah. just given up in the towel i mean it, it's been it's been a a hard four years to be able to get to this point so it's really cool to be able to say it now but uh i you know we certainly can't act like you know it was all no,
1: it, rainbows
3: it, and unicorns getting no, here <laughs> man, it,
1: we just grind uh working and we've gotten better at our jobs too in fairness to the bondsman we we're better now than we were then yeah. so nice. um that we're better now and we're always trying to improve and uh we made a big mistake this last week in cat well it, it only cost us a day of time but it could have cost us an entire catch we ran up yeah we caught up on a girl out of the shower and she looked nothing like her mug shot She was what 60 pounds heavier.
3: Probably in a a year had gained like 60 pounds.
1: (laughs) And and was a manipulative manipulative pro-liar. Pro liar, a little bit of mental health, of like some histrionics, some uh some personality disorder stuff, making her really good and comfortable at a straight face, just off the tip of her tongue lie that. Al, and, and she got over on us. Alex saw her and Alex's mind to eye kind of recognition is untouchable. I mean, she sees it. She's like, that's the car. I, that's the car. And she's always right. <laughs> We're at the, uh, Alex looks in the window and she says, oh, it's so the girl just got out of the shower. It's not her. It's another woman. I'm like, okay. I, I Without a doubt, it's not the other woman. It's not our girl. And then we switch places because the girl starts showing some behaviors that are kind of like, someone who's running from bounty hunters huh. I refuse
3: to come to the door of the house period just flat out not coming to the door which is you know characteristic of someone who is running from bounty hunters <laughs> right and now, was, this
0: a, was this a girl sorry to interrupt again just a little bit of the skype lag john but was this a girl where you were showing her the master key through the uh yes. door window and, and she, letting her know either open the door or i'm going to open the door exactly.
1: <laughs> That is exactly right. And she saw me and she's like, oh shit, yo. And she comes to the window and starts manically explaining everything away. But again, it doesn't look anything like our defendant.
3: And she's saying she's her sister. She's like, Oh, I'm not, you know, Lucy. No, I'm, I'm so... Tina.
1: Yeah. 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 And I was like looking at her and I could tell just by the the tells and the way she was talking, what she was saying, that this girl is full of shit, but I didn't think <laughs> that it was our girl who was full of shit. I thought it was her sister who might be equally, uh, you know, just kind lying of, to
3: cover for yeah, her. Yeah, lying
1: right. for her. And so we walked away from it. We walked away from it. And then later on that night, we talked to uh, a co-signer who was, oh no, that was her, you were talking to her. And I was like, Oh, my God. Son I, of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. I was like, are you shitting me? I couldn't
3: believe it. I mean, it has been, I, I don't even know if a defendant has ever gotten over on us like that before. The
1: only other <laughs> one I could think of was, like that, was when the Bondsman gave us the wrong mugshot mug on a oh, guy. Oh, God. And I, we walked up, and the guy no. was sleeping in a, in a house, and I walked right past him.
3: That was so bad. Oh, that was shit. awful. Was, we went to the house like three times and the guy was in the house every single time, but we didn't think it was him because we had the wrong mugshot. I'm like, so. yeah, this
1: guy, every time I come over, he's sleepy. He's laying in bed with a, with a blanket over him. I'm like,
3: what's this guy doing? His lazy
1: mom am like, that's my defendant right there. But we had like a completely unrelated mugshot to it. I was like, oh, are you shitting me? It was so bad. But that one even got even more weird. That's the guy who actually had a twin brother.
2: Yeah. So it could
1: like it wasn't weird enough that this guy, <laughs> we we're we the wrong mugshot. He also had an identical twin
3: who had the, who, who had the same had tattoos. The same tattoos as him.
1: Uh,
0: I'm confident they probably did that intentionally.
3: Yeah. Given <laughs> in their history,
1: they've both been in jail a thousand times and knew the game. And uh, it's it's one of the top two or three times that we've come close to being arrested.
3: Closest, closest we've ever come we to. Snapping someone,
1: you know. Yeah, we little ran little, up uh, on his twin brother.
3: That's imprisonment. Yeah, man. We, yeah.
1: yeah, man. We ran up on his twin brother, caught him slipping in the yard. Well, I'll digress. Like, a couple nights before that, Alex and I were out. This is way far. It's like two-hour drive from where we are right now to where this house is. And we, had, we were going up to someone else, and we're coming through that town at like 11 o'clock at night. We're like, let's just take a drive by and see if that guy's slipping. We drive by, and he's got an older brother mm-hmm. who's a straight-up gangster who's in the front yard, and it's one of only one or two times I've ever had to pull out the, a carbine on this job. Oh, shit. We pull out, and the, yeah, dude, it was it was, it was was about to go Black Hawk down. This entire neighborhood came out and was starting to get all pissy. It was so bad, the cops actually drove us out of town and escorted us.
0: Dude, that sounds like the scene in the, I don't know if you've seen True Detective or not, but they, they do an excellent one-shot scene in season one of Matthew McConaughey, who's infiltrated a motorcycle gang, but they go to this gangster neighborhood, and literally the entire neighborhood comes after them. that was <laughs> oh, pretty much just
2: uh... compared.
1: <laughs>
3: I hate was, to watch that show. I've
1: heard this. I've heard the first season is really good. Woody Harrelson too, right? Yep. yep. Yeah.
0: yeah those are Phenomenal. I didn't know what I was getting into when I started watching that on HBO and I'm like, holy fuck,
1: this,
2: yeah, this is those, extremely
0: well done.
1: <laughs> those guys are powerhouses, man. Yep. And I've always been told that season one of that show is as good as TV gets.
0: And there's a bunch of good, in season two as well. Uh Vince Vaughn is phenomenal in season two as, as a gangster, but season one. Anyways, I'm I'm taking you off your story. Sorry. Nerd now so a funny. little bit there. But so you're in this neighborhood, you you roll up, you see this guy's yeah. twin brother and, guy, and older brother's in the yard.
1: Older brother steps to us in the yard telling me how he's gonna get his M 16 and he's going to shoot us up and all this. And we're in the middle of the street in a, in a, in, in town. Like this isn't like, man, this is like for real, all of a sudden we're talking about, he's got his buddies with him on the porch. All the people are coming on the neighborhood. And he's like, I'm going to go get my M 16. I'm like, all right. I jumped out. I'm in the trunk. I said, does it look like this one? I got my car <laughs> and he bolts, he runs, but then more people come. And the cops show up, like four, five, six cop cars show up. And they're like, you know how bad this neighborhood is? I'm like, yeah, I I'm do. I'm starting
3: to get a sense of it.
1: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I can kind of tell. And uh, no, they, they they rolled with us out yeah, of town.
3: Escorted us all the way out of like city limits.
1: Yeah, they're like, yeah. But we came back. We came back. like they me, And uh, that's when we caught the twin brother on the front porch. Yeah. and his whole attitude was weird though he was like go ahead pick me up it's all good i don't care i'm like that's not how these dudes really act you know yeah
3: we were just like we were standing there and something just didn't feel right he was he was like he kept saying go on take me down to the jail you'll see you'll find out you'll see and we're like he
1: wouldn't show an id the cops come again and uh, some salty old sergeant comes up and goes, what the hell are you doing back here? You know, I said, well, I got to get this guy, man. And he's like, hey, what's your name? He tells him, he's like, I'm not going to tell you. He's like, I'm on my own property. I don't have to tell you my name. He says, do you have your ID? He says, I don't have an ID. And they're, we're looking at him and he's kind of acting out a little bit. I said, do you guys have one of those bio scanners of mobile fingerprinting? He says, no, nah, man, this little town doesn't have anything like that. Oh, and we're like, what are we going to do? So I'm calling the bondsman up. I'm like, hey, man, here's the—it's a big bond. I said, this guy's in the front yard. It looks just like him. The tattoos are nearly identified, are almost like, identical. Like three
3: out of four tattoos are right or something like that. It
1: was close enough, man. I've arrested people on the left. And I was like, <laughs> man, oh, man. It was just a weird vibe that we had. And then a young cop, uh, maybe 22, 23 years old, comes up and says, hey, man. He pulls me aside. He goes, I know this guy. He's got a twin brother. Oh. And i high
3: like, oh, sh- school with him. Yeah. There are two of them. They're
2: yeah.
1: He goes, yeah, they're almost like, he goes, identical twins. He goes, I could tell them apart because I've been in. He went to school with them from the time he was, like, in kindergarten. And he goes, I know. How random I, is that? Oh man, I was like, we, we, I'm like, I told the sergeant, I go, we're out of here, man, we're leaving him. The bondsman's mad at me. You should have thrown him in jail and, and they could have sorted it out. I'm like, it's not gonna be you down there for kidnapping, you know, or yeah. wrong imprisonment. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Alex and I didn't even talk on the way home. It's like a two hours, drive. It was like, <laughs> how close was that? Man, that was awful. But well, then what, that's,
0: what happens in that circumstance. So, if you, I mean, what are you looking at if you take somebody in for wrongful imprisonment? It's, it, he looks, it, they, I'm assuming they would be able to understand the situation, but there's still going to be charges there. What would you be looking at?
1: Well, we would have probably, it, it, like exactly what you said, it's kind of depends on the circumstances. You break into the wrong house, grab the wrong guy, and throw him in jail. You're, under some, like, nowhere near identical twin stash like that, but it happens all the time. You see bounty hunters arresting the wrong people all the time, and they get picked up for kidnapping. They'll get, you know, brandishing like a, a gun, imprisonment, false imprisonment.
3: That kind of stuff. Yeah, big there was
1: serious big... charges.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Within the past, I want to say it's within the past year, maybe two years, I think it was down in Columbus, Georgia, there were some recovery agents who uh, went to a Walmart to arrest a woman and um, her manager pulled her into the office and she was like that's not me that no I, I don't have warrants and uh, the recovery agent didn't believe her and wouldn't let her leave the office well turns out it just it, it, she's just another woman who has the same name I guess maybe he found the wrong Facebook page and saw Walmart on there as the employer or whatever went to Walmart totally the wrong woman but he wouldn't let her leave the office and i don't remember if he cuffed her or not he may have um but yeah i think she i think he was convicted on charges and then she won like nine hundred thousand dollars from him in a civil suit or something like that it was it was all serious
1: what happens a little bit (laughs) you know as this is commission-based sales right so it's not like if, if he walks out of that office without that girl, you know, she might be worth five, $10,000 to him. Right. And he thinks it's his girl. There's going to be some kind of cognitive bias. He's hoping it's that girl. He's wishing it for it to be that girl. And that's where that's where recovery agents get in trouble because they're thinking payday they're, you people will take chances, uh, both dangerous and liability wise because of commission they're like oh man i you know i want to get this guy i want to close this file out it looks like her it's the same name i'm just going to grab her you know because if he doesn't grab her he's not going to get paid and people will oftentimes err on the bad side of that judgment and that's where recovery just in trouble. You know
3: what? I bet you that's why that girl got over on us because we, because we know now we learned our <laughs> lesson when we, we, even if it was just subconscious, we're like, don't
1: want to well, take in the wrong
3: person. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I'll say it's like this. It's like in the soft community. Um, it's not an old man's game, but it's an older man's game. If you're a young kid and you see that person, oh, get her. It's gotta be her. And and you don't back up off of it and say, OK, if this, then what? What if it really isn't her? Could it be her? Does she have a sister? Now, Alex said she does have a sister. There's a resemblance, but she's too you know, overweight. Boom, boom, boom. And you walk in. If you have to be willing to walk away from it, if you're if you're not willing to back up off of it, you're going to get in trouble. You know, and we caught her the next day. We came back out of the next day. You know, and and caught her. We got her slipping. And she tried that same bullshit. She's like, I'm my sister. I'm like, No, you're not. No, (laughs) you're not. (laughs) And uh, so we wrapped her up. You know, it only cost us a day. Had she had the means or the wherewithal, I mean, it could have been where she jumped on a plane, you know, and got got over on us. But as it was, we talked about afterwards. We're like, Man, that's. Yeah, you know, I asked her, I said, do you think it's her? She said, no. And then I interviewed her and I said, I don't think it's her either. So, we, I mean, we both trust each other's instincts a hundred percent. I'm sure we you just, have to. Man, we were just both wrong.
3: Yeah. No, well, it was the weight gain that was the biggest thing. I yeah. mean, this woman, her mugshot, her booking sheet from the jail from a year before said she was 112 pounds. This girl was like
1: probably 165, 170.
0: That's a significant yeah, like, difference.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're talking like 35% weight gain and Alex saw her naked getting out of the shower. So there was no hiding it. You know, there was no like
2: <laughs>
1: clothes <laughs> and makeup, makeup. No, man. Alex <laughs> saw her naked and that was, was like, this is not her. And sure enough, it was. Yeah. Sure enough, it was.
0: When well, you, know, you guys had uh, another interesting defendant recently, that it, would it be fitting to say you guys put the fun back in funeral?
1: That was her. We that ended was catch her. At funeral. <laughs> oh, <So> shit. <laughs> we caught her at her grandpa's funeral. Not
3: her funeral. No. Not her, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah no. No. I tell you, man. Yeah. I was so mad at one point. <laughs> no, it's uh, so her. This was, this was like uh, the whole week was this strange and terrible saga of this girl. We went to her house, and it's a big bond, like a big bond.
2: Mm-hmm. and Five a, figures. A five-figure
1: bond, and the bondsman that we don't work for him very often but he called us in a panic with i've got this big-ass bomb forfeiture's coming up we don't know what to do alex finds her and uh we go to uh, her parents house and in the yard at seven in the morning i'm walking up in plates and gear and alex is running around back with a shotgun this old lady walks out of her house and she's upset i'm like hey ma'am how's it going she's like my father-in-law just died i just got the phone call and i was like oh shit. Well, I'm sorry. I've got some more good news, you know. Uh, <laughs> the felony fugitive, I'm gonna get out of your hair. But what can you tell me? And she lied. The mom actually lied. I mean, we're talking like a citizen too. Mm-hmm. Like in a probably
3: what? probably the nicest house we've ever been to on this job.
1: Right, right. I didn't get to go inside. It I, was I, very
3: nice.
1: I I tend to in the field like if we have a not a good cop bad cop but we have a. Nice young, nice young woman and a savage cop. So like, yeah. this lady is very upset about her father in law, and I'm like Alex, go in and interview her. And Alex went in the house, I stayed outside. They don't need me in their house on um, this day. And Alex does a great interview and stuff, but the woman just straight up lied to you. She's
3: just covering for her. Covering daughter. for her daughter. I mean, that's what families do. I don't blame them. I don't just blame for what them. What they do.
1: It's not personal, right? It's just right. business. He's good. Yeah. I get it, man. They're lying for their kids and their family, and I don't blame them. I don't come back afterwards and go, you lied. What did... And that's You're what they do. Piece of
0: shit. You lied to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just
1: like... But you know what? Uh, four years of this job and the evolution of getting better and better is actually recognizing that. You know, a 75-year-old woman in a $500,000 house on 15 minutes after her uh, father-in-law has died... Can lie, like just like that, just like that. And the first rule of bounty hunting is everyone lies. So even though she was Trust telling us everyone. all, the stuff, everyone lies. That even that we're driving away from it, we weren't. We still weren't buying all her bullshit. You know, we walked away from that like, oh, this nice young, this nice lady. You know, she would never tell us anything. We're like, okay, so what part was she lying about?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And you got to recognize yeah. that. As soon as you learn that, you get over the bias of wanting to believe what they're saying and you recognize that even a woman in that station of life will lie to you. Mm -hmm. You can start closing cases faster. You're not going to buy into the, oh, I'm going to, she said she doesn't know. And why would she possibly lie? She's got money. She's older. She's established. Uh, she has suffered the death of a loved one. She can't possibly put together a, a lie that would work. Oh yeah, she killed it. Yeah, she and she did. Yeah. And she did. I mean, it cost us a day. Yeah. It cost us a day.
0: Well, I didn't but, realize that that was the same defender. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. So, like,
0: what? Was, two days later.
3: Yeah. I mean, you don't even know. This was the one of the weirdest cases beginning to end that we have ever worked. That probably, the, <laughs> probably the weirdest, like. The weirdest thing about it is setting the stage, this girl, going back to what John was saying about the house and and the mom and everything, this girl was not like our usual defendants in the sense that she came from a a upper middle class to upper class family. Um, Everyone in her family was squared away except for her.
1: Yeah, and I think there was some organic things going on there. Yeah, some mental so. health going and, on, and some, some self medicating, and
3: <clears that throat> for sort sure. Of stuff.
1: Well, the charges were methamphetamine and stuff, which is often a uh, first medication of choice for people who have mania or some other personality disorder type things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the funeral. So Monday, we went to the house, found out Grandpa died. Wednesday, we were laid up. <laughs> and so she told us. Amongst other things, the uh, when she lied to us when she got out of the shower, she's like, Oh, the funeral's in another town at a different date and time.
0: 100 miles get... in the opposite direction of where it actually is. Just was...
1: about. Just <laughs> about. But Alex <laughs> in the car, she's like, Yeah, we get back to the car, and Alex already has her phone out and has the old man's obituary up. So oh, there's a viewing. Um, <laughs> the funeral's tomorrow at four o'clock or whatever. And I'm like, Okay, there we go. Yeah. And. Yeah.
3: The name she told him the name. uh, She told John the name of a funeral home, and it just happened to be the town she told him is the town that I live in. And I was like, There's no funeral home here by that name. (laughs) You know? I was like, There's not. I know there's not. And I looked it up. I'm like, No, there's not. She's lying about that. So found the obituary, and sure enough, everything was on there.
1: Yeah, we were getting to know all her family members. We're sitting outside the funeral, and Emma has her Facebook, her family's, all her like in eight different browser tabs. Alex is looking on the laptop or her phone, and she's like, oh, that's Jerry. That's his, that's her cousin. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Uncle Dave, yeah. and she's looking at people going in and out of the funeral home, and she's like, okay, 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 and then sure enough, man, okay, so the house we got her in the first time that we didn't get her at, mm-hmm. she was staying with a man who's her co-signer, who's responsible for all the money, but was also over her shit. And uh, he started working with us, but because everyone's a liar, Mm -hmm. and he ended up being a little bit of a liar. He was a
2: little bit of a liar.
1: (laughs) We went back by that night. We went by mom and dad's house and his house, and she was nowhere to be found. She had a vehicle. Yeah. Um, No one knew, but as it ended up, the mom bought her a hotel room to hide from us. So the nice old lady uh, squared away, little white car, nice home, rose garden put her daughter up to hide her in a hotel from us so it's and i'm mad at her i'm not yeah, mad at her
0: know. it's a mother's <laughs> love i mean how can you it's exactly you can't it's really be pissed about that
1: but it's, i'm not gonna get mad at it i'm like I, i'm hopefully i'm never under the same circumstances but i don't blame her yeah, but we're
0: sitting,
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so we're sitting outside the funeral and of course our girl pulls up what 45 minutes late for the funeral
3: yeah like totally skips <laughs> and pulls up to get in the line for like the right like right in front of us session. and you know we were like okay so what we're going to do is so typical to avoid a scene, we're gonna follow them.
1: Get in line on the funeral procession. Yeah,
3: like get follow them to the burial site. And once they finish the burial, we'll follow her and see where she goes after that and get her there. That way we're not having to get her in the parking lot of the funeral home. So that's the plan. That's the plan. The plan
1: is, wait for, you know, follow her. But what happens, mm-hmm. she burns us. Yeah. She parked, when she came in parking late, she parked 10 meters away. And I'm like, oh, geez. And,
3: and John's trying to duck down. I was in plain clothes because just in case I needed to do some undercover stuff. But he was in all his gear and he tried to duck down.
1: And we hadn't seen her naked the day before. So <laughs> she
3: knew who we were. Uh, yeah, we were, we were all very, very familiar with one another. Um, but yeah, so she's sitting there and we're watching her and I'm like, oh, is she going to get out of the car? What's she going to do? And all of a sudden she's like, Flicks a cigarette butt out her window and throws the car in gear and like takes off and and so John's like follow her follow her follow her so to really explain what's happening you have to understand like this funeral home as is, is on a road like right at the beginning of a bunch of business parks so they're like industrial buildings and business parks all down to our right and instead of when she gets she turns out of the funeral home parking lot. Instead of turning left and going back out to the main road, she turns right toward the business parks, which is a dead end. I mean, I don't know why. She's panicking. I think she's panicking and not thinking.
0: She was not thinking. She was scared shitless of you being right on her ass. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So this is this is how things get even crazier. We pull down behind her and we're following her. She pulls into the parking lot of one business park and we pull into the parking lot of the one next to it so we can, you know, watch her. And I pull in and turn around and I'm sitting at the kind of the entrance, like the bottleneck of the parking lot out onto the road. And she.
1: There's no egress up the back side of these
3: things. Yeah. She turns out of the parking lot that she's in turns right and proceeds to turn into the parking lot right next to us. (laughs) I don't know. But we're like, did she make us maybe shit? And I don't know. Why is she turning in right next to us? I still don't know why she turned in right next to us. To this second, I don't know why. Yeah,
1: she drives and then pulls in next to us and then makes a U-turn behind us and gets behind us. I'm like, oh, maybe she's going to turn herself in. Something's going to happen. I get ready. I'm going to open the door to jump out, and all of a sudden, boom! She hits Alex's car and goes hauling ass. And this is the funniest part of the whole thing. So a defendant has just rammed our car. We take off. Alex has a nice little Lexus. We haul (laughs) ass, girl. And Alex is yelling at the top of her lungs. I'm getting her insurance information.
3: <laughs> it's all I could think about. I stopped caring about her warrant. I stopped caring about our commission. I just wanted her insurance information. I was like, I've already had one car wreck because of this job this year. I'm not having it happen again. she's gonna pay for this.
1: In keeping with the, what the hell is she doing? She's scared and dumb. She flies across four lane road into another business park, into a dead end. <laughs> and we follow her and she stops the car and jumps out. I jump out of the car because so I think she might run. She jumps out and comes at me, starts walking right at me. I'm like, Hey, cool off. And she's yelling. The first things out of her mouth was, I don't have a warrant. I don't have a warrant. You're harassing me. This is all over. I already took care of it. You have to go away. I'm going to put you in jail. I'm like, ma'am we need to work this out but she's yelling and screaming how she talked to a uh a cop that took care of it and she gets back in her car i walk around alex gets on the phone and calls the da the woman tries to drive off so i jump into the car i throw the car in park and snatch the keys out of the ignition and I take the keys. I said, just hold tight.
3: Very smoothly, I might add. That's <laughs> not the
1: same time I've done that. I've, 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 like maybe three, four times I've had to go into cars when people try to drive away. I'll go through the window or the door, and you throw it in the park and take the key out. That way they can't go anywhere. And it freaks them out, too. They're,
0: they're like, what the <laughs> like hell is on?
2: Total power move.
0: The pussy man just killed my will. They the
1: energy <laughs> right there. When, when you throw someone's car in to park at five miles an hour, too, it's kind of like a <laughs> quack thing to stop.
3: She keeps yelling. She's like, she's like, no, the warrant was withdrawn like an hour ago. She's like, no, an hour ago. It was like an hour ago. And I'm like, okay, hang on a second, because I haven't verified the warrant was active for like three hours. So I'm thinking, oh, shit, what if she did, you know, what if her yeah. attorney managed? work something out. Again, it goes back to
1: though, being able to, and, and I'm getting ready to go, I'm getting ready to go dynamic at this point. This woman has gone crazy. I've tried to be cool with her. She just got a, just dog cussing me and telling me I'm going to jail for this and that. I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, you know, you know how I do business. I'm yeah. like, ma'am, we gotta, he's just go, she's losing her mind, but we back up off of it. We have to back up off of it. Just like we said, it's easy to go to jail in this job. Alex calls and gets a, actually a hold of the DA. And the DA is like, nope, that warrant's active. Throw that bitch in jail. The
3: DA says <laughs> to me, the warrant has not been withdrawn and it will not be withdrawn. <laughs> nope. Yes, ma'am. I was like, well, we're about to take her into custody and bring her to you right now. And she was like, thank you. I would appreciate that. <laughs> so
1: awesome. whenever we pull people out of cars, what they'll typically do, I hate I don't like pulling people out of cars. It's just it too many weird things, man. Guns and all kinds of weird stuff happen in cars. Right. Right. So I, I know the car is not going to go anywhere unless she has a spare key. But I don't think she has a spare key because yeah. I've taken the key and she's in a dead end of place. So she's not going to go anywhere. But what she does is they like to lock their hands through the steering wheel. they will like – she's 165, 170 pounds. I'm about 262. She's like 5'3", 165. Um, she locks herself in, and I go, man – second I'm,
3: female that we've had that actually anchored their arms through the steering wheel like that. Like
1: the club in the
0: 80s and 90s that you'd lock your wheel with?
1: It's like the club. Okay. She, bears, she locks herself down. And they have like an ability to go to dead weight. They just become <laughs> dead. Weight. And I'm like, oh, my God. OK, so I go and I learned my lesson. The last time we did it, I was very ultra delicate. Oh, man, please get out. Please get out. And it got to the point where cops showed up. This woman was screeching like a car alarm. And the cops took her in for us. This one, I was like, no, no, I'm not having it. So I reached. I grabbed her her leg. And
3: it's worth noting at this point, he has given her multiple chances oh to get God. out of the car peacefully. I mean, just That's man, he's I've asked on.
1: her a hundred times, ma'am, please, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's already, it's been faded. It's mm-hmm. predetermined right. what is to happen here. You know, get out of the car. I'll buy you lunch on the way into the jail. We're making a lot of money on this. You know, I'll buy you lunch. Just be cool about this. But no, man, she just, just like, nope, Nope, nope. Uh, then she starts falling back on, I'm my sister, I'm this, the warrant's not active. And Alex's like, you're wrong. And then she starts, uh, I walk up, and she starts just hunkering down. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, we gotta do this the hard way. Yeah. And then we're in public. Thankfully in a little business park, but we're not in someone's house. I mean, this is like in front of God and country. This has gotta happen. Right. I'm like, All right i I'm not gonna sit here and have a yelling match in the middle of the day here in Atlanta. So I grab her foot, I pull it out and she starts going with up kicks, man. She's starting to fight. I'm like- What?
2: Yeah, right? I'm like, all right.
1: And I squared up that, uh, that I framed up that heel lock on her, right? I got the <laughs> heel lock on it. And I just leaned back and pulled her out of the car and she was not a fan of being heel locked. It uh, <laughs> straight up BJJ move, right? A Nogi gee BJJ move. And uh, worth noting, on a technical thing, all five fights I think I've had on this job have ended in BJJ submissions. <laughs> no on if you're gonna if you're gonna fight, no one knocks anyone out. No one knocks anyone yeah. out. It's submissions, man. The it's majority
0: submission. of fights go to the ground.
1: You're gonna go to the ground. You're gonna go to the ground. You're not gonna sit back there like old timey boxing and all that bullshit. If you're getting hit like that, because your hands are in your pockets and the guy sucker punches you. You're gonna go to the ground, man. It's you're gonna fight in a house and fall over a coffee table, or it's gonna be in a parking lot out of a car. No one throws hands. You you, there might be one or two, but it's gonna go to the ground. So learn your BJJ, man. But I framed up that ankle lock, pulled her out of the car, and she has no. And here's another thing: why BJJ works so well. On- for
0: those listening who might not know BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu,
1: right? Or it could be hapkido with the small joint manipulations. It can be krav <laughs> or whatever, whatever martial art you use that does submissions. It doesn't have to be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but whatever you have that for submissions. Against untrained people, they think it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. If you're training and someone puts an arm bar on you, you know what that feels like. And you're like, okay, I'm going to tap out right now. I'm going to tap so he less, loo- loosens up. Yeah. And it's not that big yeah. a deal. I know it hurts. I'm not going to freak out. I just know what this is like. You
3: have some stress inoculation from training.
1: Absolutely. Well, this, <laughs>
3: woman,
1: yeah, this woman had no training. So when a heel lock comes on, I think she literally thought I was removing her foot from her. She was, it was otherworldly to her, but got it. And then she was on her back and fighting. So I flipped her over using the heel lock. She was swinging at Alex and everything else. And because it's a female, I had Alex cuff her as well. So I'm not going as much hands. We cuff her up, put the ankle cuffs on her and uh, got it done.
3: She fought against being cuffed like to the very last second, though. I mean, even with the heel hook on, she—I still had to force her into into handcuffs. I right. mean, she
1: was just—I was gentle with the heel going. hook because I didn't want to break her. Yeah. I mean, I every time I'd apply it, she would stop fighting, mm-hmm. but you don't want to hold it down too long and take a chance on injuring her because she doesn't know how to tap. She just screams to the point of crying, and then I'd let it off, and then she'd mm-hmm. fight again. Uh-huh. I'm like, geez, how <laughs> oh, it works. That I'm gonna do this up again and again and again and finally. I mean, yeah. she was swinging at Alex and everything else, but uh, locked her up and put her in the car. Took
3: her, in, took her into the jail and she was still causing a scene in the lobby. And um, they ended up coming and taking her back. And they were like, "I'm sorry, we'll get your paperwork to you. We've just got to get this woman out of our lobby because she is like, her, like talking to other people and yelling and making a scene and." She
0: picked
2: up extra charges I inside. I was
0: just gonna ask because I believe I saw Alex post that, that that she was such a nightmare they threw additional charges at her when you took her. Yeah,
1: shot. they'll do that, man. And they'll once you're inside there, over the guard line, and you start pulling your bullshit, they'll throw charges on you. You'll, you'll pick up an obstruction in jail.
3: The and, uh, the D yeah. the DA was even interested about the circumstances for her hitting my car and was like. That sounds like a hit and run
0: to me. Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> <a> <laughs> aggravated assault with a vehicle to me.
1: <laughs> exactly right. Like, yeah. you, can, you can frame that up however you want. And that was wild, yeah. but it was uh, it was funny. That was just last week. We had that file, and then the next night we went after a guy who paid his bond off. So that's another thing people don't know. You could pay us off. You, could, I mean, it's it's pure capitalism, man, and and. <laughs> shows you that how mercenary this job is. You know, we're money people. We're not justice people.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because I noticed you posted that. You showed up to pick the guy up, he paid off the bond. I didn't even know that was an option. I assume if you're at the door, they're going to jail.
1: (laughs) Well, that's, that's how it, that's almost how it always is because our folks don't have the money to pay it off typically. And it's usually expensive, you know, And, and I'm not gonna sit there and allow you to start making payments you know, if we're there and you have a nine thousand dollar bond and this bench warrant, if you probably don't have nine thousand in cash and my fee, our fees of another one or two thousand dollars to make us go away, then you go to jail. And this was a small enough bond, and he had enough money and uh, and was motivated to not go back to jail. Um, Good for him. You, you know what? That's how I see it. Good for him. Now, his bench warrant doesn't go away. So what that means is the bondsman is out of his life. So, so that's the thing. If you're on bond, the bonding company, although I'm sure they care about some justice, it's more about money. You
3: know, it's, well, it's a business transaction. You have transaction. to look at it this way because a bail bond is a short-term loan. Right. That's all of this. And so, you know, basically what they're doing is they're paying their loan off. They're paying the balance in full. That's it. They're
1: paying it off. You know, it's like, if it's the same thing if the repo man comes to take your car at one in the morning and he's like, man, you own the bank $2,800 on your note. And uh, we're taking the car and you say, you know what? I've got 2,800 bucks. Boom. There you go. There you go. And he leaves the
2: car.
1: It's the same thing. However, with bail, you, you have it. We're only there because you forfeited on the bond and we're there for the money or you, but say we square up with our money, the bench warrant's still in place, and if you get pulled over by the cops, an hour later, you'll go to jail. Right. So, yeah. although it's admirable and people pay it off, and I love when they do it, to me, I'm always, it's short-sighted. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you're spending a lot of money assuming you're gonna take care of your business, and our people have a long history of never taking care of their business. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we found a woman in Texas on like a $7,000 bond and her ex-husband and her son paid it off. $7,000 for her to stay out. And they're like, Oh, we're going to take care of it. We're going to take care of it now. So they paid the fees, paid the bond off. I'm like, okay, man, I'm out of your life now. But that woman the next week got pulled over driving in Texas. They ran her and she was on NCIC, the national registry for uh, crime registry. Okay. Popped from Georgia and they put her in jail and extradited her back. Six, $7,000. And she only stayed out like five days because she never handled it. She's like, Oh no, it's no big deal. Boom. Back to jail.
0: Yeah. Take care of your business. Don't just pay
1: yeah. off the bond. Take care of your business. Yeah. Get an
3: attorney. The next call you make after we leave is needs to be to an attorney.
1: Yeah. This guy was, it was a small bond, small bitch. I mean, there's no such thing as not much money, but um, he had it, he had it. And I explained to him and Alex worked with him on the, uh, the civics lesson side of it. He understood everything. We wrote him a receipt, took the money and the bondsman loves it because there's less liability involved, right? They're like, yeah, we'll pay this thing off. He paid our fees. So they don't have to pay us. Yeah. There's no liability in transport. There's nothing, you know, there's like, okay, thanks sir. Now, whether he handles his business from here on out is up to him. Yeah. You know, he could be right now. He might've been walking to the store and littered and got picked up and like, Hey, <laughs> and he spent all the thousands of dollars for nothing, but that's his option. That's his option.
3: Yeah. Once we're gone, it's between him and that's right. And in the court at that point.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then the next day we got another. it was like three and 20 in 48 hours. We had like three folks
0: Yeah. all kind of wild too. Kind of it seemed like <clears throat> you guys had just been busting your ass the last couple of weeks.
1: That's <laughs> how so it is, man. It's uh, like we said earlier, the bondsmen we work for now, we like and feed us regularly. You know, we have a steady income of files. We used to work all over the state of Georgia. Now we just have about five or six counties that are right in a row, North Atlanta, up in the mountains a little bit. So it's a little bit easier for us to drive to, less driving, more catching.
3: Most, count, most of them are counties that I grew up in, too, so... Their, familiarity you know, and yeah, and and you know there have been there have been situations where um, people we've gotten files on have kind of been in circles of other people that I knew. I haven't gotten a file on anyone that I directly knew yet. No, so was funny we got a file on a woman today, and um, I started looking at her Facebook, and I recognized a guy that I knew my dad had been friends with his whole life. So I called my dad. I was like, hey. Uh, you know, do you know any of these people? He was like, oh, hell yeah, I used to do drugs with them in high school.
2: <laughs> he
3: was like, the, the difference between them and me is that I quit and, and you know, moved on with my life and uh, they they, didn't. they just kept charging.
1: They had yeah. RICO indictments against them. This woman was running on bonds. And, yeah, seriously. Like like the marshal raid with the RICO indictments for pushing some weight in heroin and pills... And uh, we end up picking her up. But yeah, we're not talking like, oh, I had a, a joint in my ashtray. We're talking Rico one yeah. time. So, what's interesting though is what's happening in North Georgia where we are at. We're only about 45 minutes north of Atlanta and we work down there, but these counties we're talking about are all right up here against the Appalachian Mountains. And it's full of meth, heroin, and pills. You know? So, we're not getting these like, oh, weed charges. Not that many like driving charges, almost all forgery, stealing, and meth. Lots and lots of meth and heroin. Lots of hard, to,
3: shit. hard drugs. Hard so drugs and like, and the kind of charges that you see, like you said, forgery, theft by shoplifting. You see, you see charges like that. You kind of get a sense of what's going on. Yeah, right.
1: You, know? you pick up a file for a young girl and it's theft by shoplifting, four counts of forgery um and a criminal trespass and it's a ten thousand dollar bond you're like i know exactly what this is about she broke into someplace to steal and forge a check to go buy dope or whatever right so that's what we're seeing more and more lots of dope charges it's
0: well, crazy be, be safe with those crazy fuckers
1: <laughs> yeah you know it's uh it's wild, man. It's, we do
3: carry Narcan now. We carry Narcan
1: because of it. Because if it, the dope on the northeastern side or northwestern side of our the territory are primarily working. They're cutting most of their heroin with, uh, with uh, uh, fentanyl now. So we have to carry Narcan in case you have incidental contact.
0: Yeah. That's some scary shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people we, tweaked we, out on, on meth that as I'm sure you know, far greater than I do, are not sane individuals.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, man. It's, once we get them all wrapped up, you get a sense of just how wild their lives are when they're in the car cuffed up and you have like an hour with them in there. Yeah. And they start for an hour straight, don't even inhale, just talking a thousand miles an hour about their <laughs> lives and bullshit and how it shouldn't even be a charge. But... You know, I'm, all my friends are shitty and it's just wild, man. It's just, it's the weirdest
3: thing.
0: That's crazy. Uh, I always ask everybody for a movie clip. I I have a feeling John chose this movie clip, but I could be wrong.
3: You know what? I'm actually trying, and this is, it's going to be a surprise to me because he told me what it was, but I've forgotten. So.
0: Ah, nice. All right. John, (laughs) is there anything with this clip you want to say before I throw it in the episode?
1: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great because I love the movie. It's understated. It's brilliant. You know, there's no CGI. There's not a superhero. And don't get me wrong, I love lightsabers and stuff. But this <laughs> this is a movie of powerhouse actors at the top of their game that are all just their craft is perfect. And the quote. Is amazing to me because it, it goes back to what Wait, we we're I just saying. What it was. There <laughs> was. It goes back to what we were saying earlier about trying to dodge jail and doing it the right way and being willing to back up off of it. Is that we only get paid if we catch people. And you've got to be willing at this job to back up off of it and come back and get them later. But this quote, I love it because. Uh, a young alec baldwin is letting them know what's up man if 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 you don't close deals you don't get fucking paid and that's what us every we could work 50 hours a week and not get paid or we could work 50 hours a week and make four or five thousand dollars each
2: let me have your attention for a moment because you're talking about what you're talking about bitching about that sale you shot some son of a bitch don't want to buy land somebody don't want what you're selling some broad you're trying to screw so forth let's talk about something important are they all here all but one well i'm going anyway let's talk about something important put that coffee down coffee's for closers only <laughs> you think i'm fucking with you I am not fucking
3: with you. Yeah, and that's our job. And, you know, going back to what even what we were talking about at the beginning with the, you know, the four years of, uh, you know, trying to find the right people to work for and just, uh, you know, keeping after it and not giving up. You know, it's persistence, too.
1: It's a grind, man. You grind and grind and grind, and you could come so close to catching someone it doesn't mean you make 50% commission, mm-hmm. it means you make 0% commission, you know, you don't, until that guy's in jail and you have the paperwork signed, you don't get paid. And uh, like Alex uh, referenced, it's been four years of getting better and better and better to the point now where we're comfortable in jamming. And the good part of it is, like we learned a lesson of the fat naked girl. Uh, of always learning, right? It's what you, you, you win or you, or you learn. And I think the last, the first couple, three, two years into the three where we were closing files but frustrated with a lot of things of it, we learned and learned and learned, but we've never lost that. Even now where we have a shitload of files and we're catching a lot of people, we never lost that mindset, that hunger of fucking coffees for closers, man. You don't get clothes, you don't get paid. And so that it brought us to this point. Even though we're catching lots of dudes, you don't ever fucking forget that, man.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that, that's pretty cool to hear you say it like that. And the name of the movie, Glenn Gary?
1: Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's right. I, yeah.
0: I, I'm it's going amazing. to be completely honest, and I really appreciate it. You picked a movie I've never seen.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It's easy to go with the cliches, right? The oh, yeah. Fight Club, Apocalypse funny, Now, he, and this he, and that.
3: He actually, he, he said, you know, uh, uh, we need another movie quote for Dead Cereal. And the first one that I threw out, more as a joke than anything, is uh, in Fight Club, where um, Brad Pitt says, uh, you know how I know that, Raymond? Because they give shitty basement apartments <laughs> letters <to> the numbers.
1: <laughs> That's such a part of our job. It would be extremely, extremely fitting. <laughs> It, it, that's our job. It's such our jobs. Like I'm I in apartment like, B and we look at each other, shitty basement. <laughs> shitty basement. But
3: I was like, you know but I feel like Fight Club is kind of a stereotype. Like that is not really a common or like, but like when you think Fight Club quote, that's not the first one that comes to most people's minds. But it's yeah. it's a little more obscure, obscure, but but still, it was, didn't want to go for the. You know.
1: I always I just I caught Glenn Geary and Glenn Ross again, and I was like, man, these guys are such good actors. Just it's a it's a great movie. It's it's pretty cerebral. It's it's a great dialogue. It's it's just really powerful movie. But I love the character, the over top Alec Baldwin character of you know you know put that fucking coffee down. Coffee's for you know first place you win a Cadillac. Second place steak knives. Third place you're fucking fired. Yeah, and that's this job, man. That's this job. We draw. We've. Spent a lot of hundreds of miles driven back from out of state with no one in the back seat. And, you know, there's no one waiting there when you get home to shake your hand and say, awesome job. Even if you lose the Super Bowl, motherfuckers are at the airport cheering for you. Yeah. And you come home from not closing, it's awful. Yeah. It is awful. So, coffee. More well, coffees for closers, man.
0: No, that's badass. Uh, outside of that, you guys, you've got the, the compound or the office now?
1: Yeah, man, it's awesome.
3: Yeah, that was uh, kind of unexpected the way it came into our lives. And uh, it's def- definitely, you know, it's um, for anyone who has ever been self-employed or worked from home, I, th- I think most people who have done that can understand that it really is hard to get into your kind of uh like work mindset when you're in your house. I mean, you just want to like fuck off. Yeah. And so it was really good for us. I think to finally have a dedicated office space and uh, you know, we can go in there and get our heads on straight and uh, kind of get in the right mindset where as opposed to, you know, being in his dining room or, you know, in my living room trying to work and I don't know, it's just hard to, it's hard to, to, just uh, get your head in the right place when you're in yeah. your house. I'm not I understand
1: that. Yeah, you know, I, I can't do working from home very well because I I just get distracted. All of a sudden, I'm like just doing stupid shit instead of doing work. And with the dedicated office space, it's like a full team room. It's cool. We it have the,
2: is, you know, it's got
1: weapons racks. It's got a weapons bench for cleaning. It's got uh, a little couch area you can hang out. It's got the two desks, it's got big whiteboards up, maps, and we work better that way. When you yes. can see all yeah. your defendants up on the board, laid out, we can go through them, each of them, every day and look at them and say, what are we doing on this guy? Is have action? What do we got to do next? So let's call the co sit down and call the co It's not like, oh, hey, I'm going to put some tea on or, <laughs> oh, hey, you know, yeah. whatever you do in your own house. It's, it's yes. dedicated and it's on a compound of an abandoned lumber mill, like a lumber yard. So we're behind barbed wire and everything else. We shoot there. We have a gym. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Tomahawk man. Ring. Tomahawk range.
3: <laughs> the coolest thing is that the, <laughs> actually the space that our actual office is in used to be a gunsmithing shop. So all the weapons racks and like workbenches and everything were oh, already into. Right.
1: Yeah. It's all oh, yeah. built in. The gun racks, like the the weapons racks for the long guns, were all built ins. So all the long guns are in there, and there's shelving, ammo, and all the tactic clutter bullshit you acquire. And it's got uh, it's got uh, built-in shelves for plate carriers and you know belts, all the pistol racks. Everything is all up there. We didn't there. have
3: to build anything out. I mean, we no. basically just moved our shit in. So it was awesome. It's uh, it's been uh, uh, just a really good thing and for it, us.
1: And, and it also coincides with us getting better and better at our jobs mm-hmm. is that the workspace makes us better. It kind of a, you know, it just perpetuates itself. You have a dedicated workspace. You're better at your job. You work better in your own workspace. All of a sudden people are just going to jail.
0: Damn. We're able to focus. You can just focus on your craft. You're out of your comfort zone. There's not, well, maybe there is a PlayStation there or not, but you're not inclined.
2: There was okay. a PlayStation. No. The
3: but you're not as
0: inclined not to, to, to jump online and game, right? You can <laughs> focus. The,
3: the PlayStation never gets turned on during business hours. It doesn't. The problem is the futon.
1: Daddy likes a nap.
0: I was just gonna say somebody likes naps.
3: <laughs> I
1: like a nap. I
3: can't tell you how many times I'm sitting at my computer and working on stuff. I've got like files and I'm like, hey John, you think he's with his baby mama?
1: And I'm just zooming, sleeping.
3: Like, I have, I, I have seen him lay on that sofa and sleep through uh, uh, one of our kind of sweet mates who shares the, the compound with us shooting a SCAR 17 outside. <laughs> and he slept through it, just like, out. I
1: can't. One of my superpowers is that I could sleep through anything and I could fall asleep anytime. Any, I could drink a pot of coffee and you said, You have four minutes to go to sleep. I will sleep. Um, I get up early though. I mean, even when we don't have to, I get up at like 4:30, 5 o'clock.
2: Because you're an
1: old. Because I'm an old man, and uh, I I work out every morning, right? So I wake up, I get it going. About 2:30, 3 o'clock though, I do that's, enjoy about that's a half such, hour nap. That's,
3: that's such old man. No, I'm
1: mean, such here. an old man right you there. You know you're
3: going to you get up at 4:30 in the morning voluntarily.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get, get my workout in. Get after it. Um, I love it because at like nine o'clock, I'm like, man, it's almost lunchtime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a but, fat kid at heart, so anything food related, I'm on board with.
1: <laughs> well, absolutely, man. That's uh, that's that is one of my uh, my downfalls is the futon and the napping.
2: Yeah, if,
1: yeah. If it slows down at all, you know, it's that Newton's second law: object in motion tends to stay in motion. Yep. That's me, man. You put me in park anywhere, and I'll be like. Look at my watch. I'm like, I got about 20 minutes, man. I'm going to I'm going to take a little power nap here.
3: It's not exaggeration at all like passenger seat of the car, the I office, I sleep in
1: plate carriers on the floor. I could do it. <laughs> I have no problem with it.
0: Well, speaking of gaming and gaming consoles a little bit, but have you guys been playing it all? seems like you've just been working your asses off.
1: <laughs> yeah, we work so much. But I do game. Uh, my son is 14, and he has a PS4 as well. So we play uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Nice. That's, our, uh, that's our game. And uh, we have fun with that. It's so funny because... Every time I think we're like being super tactical and cool and playing our stuff, he'll do some stupid shit like crash an airplane into a bunch of llamas on purpose. I'm
2: like, what are you doing?
1: But I swear it's like my son and I laugh to the point the first night after we, the first day after we played, my ribs hurt from laughing so hard because we're having such a fun time. And uh, as you know, teenagers, man, they're on their own program and you don't, you can't just walk in and sit down and say, it's not like happy days with Mr. C and Richie Cunningham. Like, <laughs> so, tell me about girls at your school. It just, you know, But it can come up in, uh, like we're playing Ghost Recon for a couple hours and I'll know how his day went afterwards. I'll know nice. that his history test is on Friday. And we just talk about that stuff. And, and it's a much more
3: um uh, it's
1: a exactly it's a much more organic experience where it doesn't feel awkward or contrived that i'm like hey son any <laughs> any kid, this, you have a problem with you know are just talking and laughing it just comes up and i love it it's one of my favorite things now nice. but yeah most ghost recon wildlands and uh i played a lot of fallout
3: yeah i played a lot of fallout i'm, fallout. I'm, I'm excited for um Red Dead Redemption Two, which I think
0: is next month, right? Next month, Rockstar Games. I'm a whore for Rockstar Games. Uh, so okay. I'm overly amped up for Red Dead Redemption Two.
1: I'm all about those open world games. Rockstar always is good. Always is good. I'm excited. I saw some stills, some gameplay stills, and it looks like uh, like Cormac McCarthy. You know? Yeah, I, I that, was, I know. that's, that's
3: why I love you know? Cormac McCarthy so much. I love that, like that western kind of feel so yeah i'm really i'm really excited about that well, one
0: and, and they nailed it with six. sorry alex i cut you off what were you saying
3: oh no no i cut you off actually i was just saying i guess we'll see about fallout 76 that's still kind of up in the air i'm i'm interested to see what they do with that
0: if they can pull off the open world's gameplay and fallout with 76 yeah. it's going to be huge if yeah. they can do it
1: yeah and bethesda does a good job like skyrim and all those games oh,
2: yeah.
1: I, I like non-linear open world games you know that's kind of my thing uh that's why uh ghost recon wildlands is good you know you're not stuck to one line storyline you can bop back and forth you can switch guns and i also like the progress you can make uh your guy gets better at certain things you get skill points you can upgrade your weapons You know, one of those like those big uh, battle royale games, PUBG, or uh, now with Fortnite. I just can't get into that because there's no there's no progression. There's no progression. You're like, oh, here I am. Constant restart. Absolutely, and I hate that, man. So I'm like, I get it, you
3: know? We play, We paid like 60 bucks for uh, for PUBG, and John played it one time and was like, this is bullshit, shit, this never, is bullshit. never <laughs> opened it again. Exactly. i like, this is
1: bullshit, man. I'm like, so wait a minute, all the shit I got, I collected and was using, I don't get to keep? Yeah,
2: no, no, every gone. game
1: you gotta require your stuff. I'm like, no, you can miss me with that. <laughs> I'm not like that no I don't want to do that I love like my son and I will be online with with uh, Wildlands and we just talk and uh, he's a shooter we're shooting next Saturday he shoots uh, competitive pistol stuff oh, yeah. Uh, 14 yeah three gun and also uh, some practical uh, uh, pistol so he as a shooter he he's interested in the guns not just like oh yeah cool AR-15 but he's like Oh, that's a brand. And oh, that's a, you know, that's a scar. And oh, that's an AK variant. (laughs) Well, he knows what's up. But we'll just go through the guns and we'll just monkey with our guns and stuff and talk about it. Oh, well, you know, the, uh, this gun is this and this. And and it's just cool. It's, uh, I like that. I hate the idea of every time starting out nothing. So, no, thank you.
0: I can entertain it for a little while, but it gets old fast. So I like that progression, leveling up. Yeah. Skill tree is awesome. Give me a skill tree. I love to perk the shit out. Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: I, I totally nerd out on that stuff, man. I, I'm like, oh, if I build him out like this, he's gonna be doing this, and oh, I have my scar with an ACOG for this, but I've got a scorpion with a uh, just a aim point red dot with a suppressor for inside close quarters. <laughs> That So I I love that. I love nerding out with that stuff in gaming. And uh, yeah, just to just jump in naked and chase each other with frying pans and
2: stuff. I'm like, nah, (laughs) man. Stupid shit. It's, yeah.
0: Redundant shit. It just gets redundant to me.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get it, man. I can see the allure of it. If it's a social thing for a lot of people, I get it. But that's just not my thing. I, I just, I... I like for it to, and this sounds kind of corny, but I think that there's a mindset with with games where you're constantly improving and trying to better things that you could actually look at. I, I look at it as an extension of how I like to do my life, though, too. I like to always be bettering, working out, gears, evolution, uh, you know, evolving all the time first. I, I like the that carries over a little bit to my gaming a little yeah. bit.
0: Nice. Well, I knew you guys are into gaming a little bit, so I had to ask, but. Absolutely. I feel, I feel like I'm taking up about an hour of your time, which I said it would be. Do you, Alex, do you want to give us a rundown on social media, where to check you guys out, Instagram, et cetera, before we call it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, probably the best, the, the the place to check us out that's going to be most consistent as far as content goes is Instagram. Um, John is unique underscore skill set, and I am WASP, but it's W dot A S P. Um, we also have YouTube. Again, like we were talking about toward the beginning, the updates are very inconsistent. Basically, I put a video up when I have time to edit one, um, but it's go- it's YouTube uh, dot com. Um, I guess backslash C backslash Fenrir recovery, or you can just search Fenrir recovery, F E N R I um, R, on oh, YouTube.
1: Throw fake Jesus up in yeah, there will come Fake up.
3: Jesus and his <laughs> evil hands.
1: Fake <laughs> Jesus
2: on, on most, YouTube, at uh, pops our up. Most
3: iconic uh, YouTube episode is definitely Fake Jesus and his, his, and his evil hands. So, um, and then. Uh, I got hit
1: with that today on Instagram. Really? Something was like uh, referencing. We let some guy finish his job. Oh, uh, yeah. so taking a man and some dude saying, he hit me with the fake Jesus deck.
3: Fake Jesus. Fake Jesus will live forever. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we do have a Twitch channel. Again, it's also Fenrir Recovery. We're kind of in transition, trying to decide exactly what we want to do with that platform as far as content goes. Um, you know, we streamed. Uh, ourselves working just in the field for a long time and here lately i think we've honestly been feeling like we are more effective when we're not streaming i think can be a little bit of a distraction for us even on a subconscious like kind of low-grade level um i just feel like we're more effective in the field when and so but we're not we're at this point we're not ready to just completely abandon that platform so i think we're going to kind of convert it to um the podcast that we're working on putting together, uh, I think we're probably going to stream the podcast and maybe do some more talk show kind of stuff with that platform instead of the, you know, IRL in the field with us. Uh, but if you're interested in seeing any of our old stuff on there, it's again Twitch, uh, Fenrir Recovery. Nice. Is that, straight, so. is that? I think so.
1: that? I think so. Twitter. We use Twitter sometimes.
3: Sometimes, John.
1: Inconsistent. Is- yeah. When we're on Twitch a lot. Twitch really relies on Twitter for updates, right? But I, I haven't done I haven't done twi- a Twitter update in like a month or so. Yeah, I use it mostly for news now. is yeah. what I use Twitter for, but,
3: <laughs> but it's big underscore recovery. Yeah. If you want to check it out, there's some stuff on there. And again, um, we are working on um, a podcast. We're going to be doing a podcast under Skillset Magazine's uh, their uh, in house podcast network. So. Um, we don't know any details. We haven't even ordered our equipment yet. We're working on that. So I don't, I can't say exactly what it's going to be called or when it's going to be out probably sometime within the next month, but again, follow us on Instagram and you'll see all of those updates.
2: Nice. Love yeah, it. That's a pretty consistent spot there.
3: Yeah.
0: No, I th- I think that's awesome. John, do you have anything you, you want to throw out there that Alex might've missed or I, I mean, uh, I've forgotten to ask? <laughs>
1: No man, I'll say that uh she is uh she's a DJ, I'm the rapper. She puts all that stuff together. I just, I just go along with it. Um all the technology and stuff, every every video you've ever seen edited, everything, the IGTV, all that stuff that's always Alex is doing. You know, I just I have a, a unique skill set of door skills and stuff, but when it comes to everything else, it's uh, it's it's all her, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about the podcast. Nice, I'm, I'm excited about the podcast, man. Well, have to we'll done a favor to us, man. You come back over and be on ours.
0: I would, I would love to. I'd be honored. I, I'm really excited. I you first mentioned John on Instagram in a story that you had a little spot in the office that you guys were kind of thinking about a podcast and. Absolutely. Anybody who wants to do a podcast, I'm a huge supporter of that. Like I think. Uh, you should do it it's a huge platform I think it's more important as far as media goes this day and age or journalism is even and it's it's important and and it's catching Uh on and if you can do it you should
1: do it I think you're spot on LJ it's uh, I mean people just don't sit down and and throw on TV like they used to everyone's busy they're doing stuff they have a device you know a tablet a phone they can listen to a podcast and do That's other the, things
3: kind of the new like radio show. I mean, it's the new
1: radio show. It's not the new Johnny call. Carson is Joe Rogan. You know, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's where it's going. It's where the future's at, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I would argue like almost every day in our car is a podcast.
2: Yeah. If you just sit <laughs> in the
1: back seat, you get a 10 hour podcast every day of, just the bullshit of this well
3: history. again you know going back to what you just said you know it give, I think it's going to give us an opportunity to embrace our kind of journalistic side as opposed to you know a lot of these platforms like Twitch and YouTube rely on very sensationalistic content right. and that's not our style I mean we we like a more cerebr- cerebral more journalistic approach and I think a podcast will kind of give us a forum for that
0: right I'm super excited for it so at the very least, if you don't invite me on, let me know when it's going to be on and I'll
1: make a roadie out here, man. Come on out. And hang I want us to come up. out
0: there so bad. I had, I did have a question for you, John. I have a concealed firearm permit in the state of Utah. Do you know if the state of Georgia recognizes my CFP?
1: Well, you know, reciprocity in Georgia is pretty broad. Uh, the mo- Georgia recognizes most every state's concealed permit, um, Georgia also has open carry. If you have a concealed permit, nice. uh, and yeah, Georgia is all about those guns, man. <laughs> it's you come here, hand you one at the airport if you don't have you don't have one. <laughs> you know, and shoot, man, you're always welcome. The compound's got a bunkhouse on it. We got the futon as that's, that's well that that works very well. Nice, you know, I, uh, come shoot a full auto suppressed Mark 18. We got them Come out there and, okay. and play.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> really? yeah dude, come out, little. get into our toys, and we'll go smash some tacos, man. Take yeah. you out on a ride along, and uh, we'll hit the trailer parks.
0: It's a date. I'm gonna get clearance with the the misses and and Absolutely. dial it because I want to come out there and see you guys, especially uh, before the snow uh, hits.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and and you know our our cold is nothing like your cold, so anytime during winter is always
2: good.
0: Nice. That's awesome to know. Uh, Either of you have anything you want to ask me or mention, or anybody you want to shout out before we call it?
2: Hmm.
3: I feel really like put on the spot right now. No, I I I would say
0: you last time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) uh, Well, I'd say thanks again for having us on, man. I always enjoy it. I I enjoy listening to your uh, your podcast. Like I said, I, I, I DM'd you last time. I was listening to episode season two, episode one. About uh, Star Wars, and I was like, I was just fully totally into it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Nice. More Boba Fett, though. More Boba Fett, more, uh, more Savage, more uh, Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. I just like the kind of, for whatever reason, I'm, oddly enough, right? I always identify with the guys who are, they're not good guys, but you kind of like them. Yeah, that's, yeah. those are the like, man. I'm I'm always identify really good back.
0: guys, but they're uh, that borderline individual of good, good or bad. <laughs>
1: That's it. You know, I kind of uh, super secretly identify like that somewhat. <laughs> you know, I'm the rated R guy. I'm not the rated PG guy. So yeah. I, I like the and some Darth Maul and some Boba Fett.
0: Hell yeah. Well, it's awesome, guys. I, I can't thank you enough. Hopefully, we get an opportunity to sit down and bullshit more and more in the future. And I, I owe you one. So. If anything comes up, I can do it for you. Let me know. I think I owe you two, actually. Now.
3: Nice. Awesome. Well, definitely come out and hang out with us. And uh, I think maybe after this, I'm going to see if I can if uh, I can watch True Detective on Amazon. I'm
0: going to try to find it. <laughs> Season one's badass. Check it out. And that's another episode of the Dead Serial Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Huge thank you to Alex and John from Femur Recovery taking another opportunity to sit down, shoot the shit with me for a little bit. I appreciate you guys. The last time I sat down with these guys was on episode four of season one. Feel free to go back, check that out if you haven't given it a listen yet or revisit it. Join me next time for the Salt Lake Comic Con Redox episode with Joe Limbaugh. I leave you tonight with some Jello Biafra and the Melvins. We'll see you next time.
1: A social D show. I mean, it's as American as apple pie to be a punk
2: rocker and hate Nazis and and Ronald Reagan, man.